Welcome to Women Influencers in Business and CRE. I am Veronica Malalas, CCIM, founder and CEO of Capital Stack Real Estate Group, a commercial real estate company serving the greater Orlando area. Today, I will be talking to my guest, Flavia Cañago, Vice President for Crossmark Services in Orlando. Before we begin, please don't forget to hit that thumbs up button and subscribe below so you don't miss the next episodes. I welcome your comments and please share with someone who can benefit from this podcast. Back to Flavia, only in her early 30s, this impressive young woman moved from her birth country of Uganda to the U.S. when she was only eight years old. She began her commercial real estate career when she was a business student in Florida A&M University, where she co-founded the first real estate program. She continues to coach and mentor students to this day, as she was also mentored in the early years of her successful career as a landlord and tenant representative. I am so excited for you to listen in and be inspired by my friend and colleague, Flavia Pinado. Hello, Flavia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? How are you, Veronica? I am good. It is hot in Florida, but this is why we move here, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I want to thank you for allowing me to interview you here in my podcast. I think you have a phenomenal story that I can't wait for our audience to listen to. So let's get started. Tell us about you, your story, how you grew up in your environment, you moved from one country to this country, and now you got to where you are today. Sure, sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. Uh, first of all, I'm honored to be here. And I'm excited to share. So as you know, I was born in Uganda. I moved to the States when I was eight years old. As you can imagine I moved from Uganda during tropical season and straight to Minnesota in the winter. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it was a bit of a shock, but uh, certainly an exciting, exciting moment for me. I moved with my sister and we moved to the, we moved to live with our relatives here. And I my mom was a single mom in Uganda. And so she moved us here for a better, better opportunity. And, you know, over the years, we've moved to Boston and then Colorado. You know, I went through middle school in Colorado and then eventually moved to Florida and went through high school there. And that's where, you know, I uh, prepared myself for college and got accepted to Florida a and Wow. And which part of Florida did you move to? Tampa. Tampa. I love Tampa. Tampa. Yeah, oh, yeah. A couple of my, a couple of my kids actually live in Tampa. My beautiful grandkids, <laughs> they're there. So we visit quite often. So when you were in high school growing up in Tampa, mm-hmm. did you get some part-time job like we all did? Yes. So I was in sports and I, um, I worked as well. I did retail. So you know, throughout high school, I worked in retail. I enjoyed, you know, talking to people. I enjoyed merchandising. I enjoyed sales and just meeting new people. That's just my personality. So it worked out. I enjoyed it. And when I moved to Tallahassee for college, I continued working in retail and then eventually started getting into managerial roles and started to lean into property management. So after working in retail, my first job was leasing as a leasing associate at a student oh. housing complex. Wow. Yeah. And that was fun again, because it, it gave me that taste of real estate. But in, in leasing for student housing, it was quite an experience. But I also got into the property management side of it as well. 
So just to give context, how old were you when you were doing this leasing job? So I was about 17, 17, eight. I was, I was 18 years old um, when I got my first leasing job in Tallahassee. And of course, just it, it was student housing. So I was interacting with my counterparts every day, but it still presented a level of professionalism that, you know, I had to uphold, which I enjoyed. I was in school for business administration. And so leasing management was, you know, an extension of that, it felt like. Oh, that that's pretty awesome. And you're young. I say that because <laughs> I'm mature <laughs> in age. I won't say old, but tell us how old you are right now. I am 30. 30. Oh, yes. look at that. I love, <laughs> love, love that. So you are 30 and you're successful. So tell us a little bit about being in college and what kind of experiences you had that eventually actually led you to where you are today. Sure. Um, well, I want to go back a little bit about my childhood and mention my mom because I grew up with in a family of three. I was the youngest of three. And my mom was a single mom and she owned businesses and some real estate. So over the years, uh, when I was little, I'd watch her manage her businesses, manage her employees, and always creating something new and something different. And I think that's where my passion for being independent and going after new opportunities, as well as my creativity, I think it all comes from her. So, you know, coming to the United States and not having your mom around, it, it's at eight. It's a scary, scary thing. Uh, but of course, then you're not thinking about that. You're just excited that you're going to a new place that you've heard so much about. Uh, but as I've grown, I've realized a lot of the values that she instilled in me and the ways that she did business, the way that she worked so hard, that that is a very, a very prominent part of myself. So through college, you know, my first introduction to real estate was when a friend of mine, Thomas Bolin, who is a real estate director with Rappaport in DC. Now, him and I decided to start a real estate club, which was inspired by John Crossman. And we started the club with the idea that real estate is just, you know, it's an industry that you know, presents so many opportunities. Initially, when we think about real estate, we all we thought about was residential real estate. We didn't know what, how much more was out there. You know, until we received the mentorship of John Crossman and other um, organizations such as ICSC, you know, and, and Publix, for example, we learned a lot behind the infrastructure that goes into, you know, site selection or leasing, management, development. There were so many opportunities out there that our students didn't know anything about. So, you know, when I got to learn about that side of real estate, I got so excited and I, you know, worked on wanting to get opportunities in with internships. I interned for Publix, where I helped with the site selection process. I worked with the strategy team closely to understand different areas that might be, you know, opportunities for new Publix locations. And then I also interned with Crossman and Company, and I uh, did some leasing there. So now this was was this in Tallahassee when you yes, were? Yes, while I was still in Tallahassee, while I was still in oh. school. So I was, I was working my property management job, and in between, I would yeah. uh, take on an internship. You know, my degree was in business administration, again, like I mentioned. So it was required for us to gain 
some internship experience. And for me, it was focused specifically on real estate from day one. <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> amazing. That yeah, that, that's amazing. I wanted to go back a little bit to the story about your mom, right? How she actually had instilled knowingly or unknowingly the entrepreneur spirit, right? With you. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm an immigrant like you, Flavia, from the Philippines. And most Asian people who move to the United States start in California. So mm-hmm. it's not as difficult climate-wise <laughs> than, than what you experienced because you went to Minnesota. But isn't it just amazing how important family is, where your relatives kind of helped you and, and of course, also had some influence in you, but they they helped you get acclimated to the culture here and and that. So so talk a little bit about that and how that's helped you as well. Yeah, yeah I will definitely share my my cousin who actually was in the military. He he lives in Tampa and he's the one I I was very close with when I was going through high school. And he was a very strict he, he's old, he's much older. So when he retired from the military, he living in Florida. So I lived with him and I went through high school with him and the most supportive person I could definitely think of. He guided me. He was, he was from the military. And so you can imagine he was very strict, but also very loving and gentle. So it's, it's very important to have people in your corner, whether, you know, it's relatives or friends that can see you through tough times, um, that believe in you, the one to be great ultimately for me, he was definitely the person that you know made a difference being there for me throughout that entire throughout um high school for sure. That's that's great. And it's really amazing because you're only 30. So high school is a pretty good memory for you yeah. at this point. Because let me tell you, Flavia, when you get to my age, <laughs> high school seems to be like a little bit like so far away as a memory. But but yeah, I love it when when I hear young people like you talk about how people made an impact yeah. when you eventually uh, became. So let's go back to when you're at Florida a- A&M University, mm-hmm. which is, of course, referred to as FAMU, Historical Black College. Right. right. And I know John Crossman. And for, for our listeners who are not familiar with who John Crossman is, he's, he's an icon. He's he's really, really somebody that if you Google him or you search for him on social media, you're going to see what a great mentoring personality he is even to yes. this day. So after you were mentored at that time in college, right? And you worked mm-hmm. for Publix. Was that something that maybe was also where where John was instrumental in getting you that internship? Absolutely. You know, having had the mentorship of John Crossman, and I speak for the whole real estate club, Florida AM, we had the mentorship of John Crossman and guidance to find opportunities in multiple different places. And so Publix came as an opportunity for sure. I reached out, submitted and submitted my application and got an interview and I was really, really excited. But prior to that, there were events that Publix held for students where students from different universities would come and learn about their real estate program, their real estate process. And um, that was the first time I really, that was what really opened my eyes to how things work outside of residential real estate. 
And so I was really, really certain I wanted to have an internship with Publix. And so when I got the opportunity, I was three months in, in Lakeland and, you know, working with every single part of the organization, uh, with property management, with site selection and leasing, just getting to shadow everybody. You know, I learned so much. And then shortly after that, I interned with with John Crossman directly with Crossman and Company and, you know, being close with John and understanding how he operates on, on the broker side of things. I knew that I wanted to be a broker. Oh, that's amazing. Watching the brokers on his team. I, I knew that that's what I, wa- I wanted to do because, I mean, there's so many things that you can choose from. You know, whether you can be property management or you could be support in real estate. So where be an analyst, analyst, which direction do you go? Brokerage seems like the most scary. We're all crazy for being brokers. (laughs) (laughs) And it's scary because it's commission based. Correct. Correct. And then you think about the lifespan of the or the time frame that it takes to negotiate a transaction compared to a residential Deal, for example, sometimes uh, you can negotiate a commercial transaction for sometimes commissions can be spread out. So it was a, a scary decision for me to make, but it felt so easy simply because I had been able to watch other brokers operate and, you know, just had the right people to to guide me and, and to show me, you know, what's right. Come on. And then you moved on to Front Street. Correct. After I graduated college, I was given the opportunity to open a real estate office in Tallahassee with Front Street Commercial Real Estate. They were a a small boutique firm based in Gainesville, and they did a lot of retail in North Florida. And Tallahassee was a market that they did a little bit of activity in, and they were really excited about expanding there. And with the experience I had in, in my internships and my knowledge of the market, I was already operating like a broker prior to graduating. And so, you know, they took a chance on me and, the, and I, I just, I can't thank Nick Banks enough for believing me, believing in me to open the first Front Street office in Tallahassee. Oh, wow. Yeah. And did you lead a team there? Yeah. So I started off as one broker there. I had the support of the entire office in Gainesville, of course, you know, but I learned to prospect and I learned to earn business, to pitch and um, earn new clients. And so, you know, we grew the market from one listing to I think about 15 around the first year and a half. So it was it was quite an exciting time. Uh, it was also a challenging market for me because I was there alone. Now, when you think about the fact that you've graduated, all your friends have left. Yes. And it's just you in the market and you are this one young black girl in this market, Tallahassee. It's it's scary in an industry, of course, that is predominantly ruled by white men. Yes. And it, of course, being in a small mark, a small city where it's a good old boy market, you you say where it's, it's very small. Everybody does business together and they know each other. So you come in as this young black girl looking to take on listings. It was <laughs> something I prepared for. Yes. And and I'm sure that you add a layer, different layers of challenges, right? So you're an immigrant, mm-hmm. you're black, you're female. Mm-hmm. 
in a white male dominated industry in a small market. Wow, you're phenomenal. I mean, you grew that that office and then eventually you moved on to what stage of your life? I think at that time, you know, you so, kind of. Yes, it's, uh, it got to a point where I wanted to actually be in a bigger market. And I approached my broker and, you know, asked if I could move to Central Florida. So, of course, you know, I have family in Tampa and I, I want to be close to Tampa. And I, I really do love Orlando. So I said, Orlando is where I want to be. There's a lot of inventory. I could do the same thing. We don't have a physical presence there, but I can do it. Can you trust me? And he said, prepare a business plan. And show me what your goal is and show me how you're going to get there. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I I thank him for that because, you know, I thought through all the different parts of the Central Florida markets and I I try to understand where or what places were growing, what places were not, and what projections we see. So I'm taking all the things that I've learned from site selection with Publix and leasing with, with John Crossman and then a new market in Tallahassee. And implementing everything that I've learned to see how I can embark onto a new journey in a new market, open a new office, be new there and succeed. How am I going to do that? And that you did, right? You <laughs> did. Because I know you, Flavia, because we've worked together. So we'll, we're going to get to that. But when you moved to Orlando and you started, you embarked on that new journey, how long before you had Caden? Oh, I moved to Orlando in 2008, 2018, I'm sorry, right before COVID. No, yes. (laughs) So, you know, Terrell, I met Terrell in Florida A&M University. So we had Caden 29th, well, well, we're expecting Caden 2019, we learned that we're having Caden and that was an exciting time, but also scary because now I'm excited about this new market Am I? Am I ready to take on a new journey again? And so this is, a, again, a start and a stop in my career because I have to make a decision to, to be a mom or to continue my career in commercial real estate or can I do both? I've always been an entrepreneur at heart. So I, I, I was more confident that I can, I can figure it out. I can do both. Sure. Uh, but it, and, it and isn't, that, isn't that kind of what we all do, I think we try to figure it out because as a woman, I always tell my daughters, the difference between us and men is that when it's time to have a family, we're the ones that bear the children. Mm-hmm. And so our bodies go through physiological and physical changes, right? That sometimes deter us from continuing to build a career. Your confidence, so, yeah. yeah. And, and then we are going through hormonal changes. And so there is definitely the start and stop of careers, which I think men don't necessarily have to undergo. Yeah. So yeah. tell us about... Sure about that for a little bit. I know, well, well, before, before you do that, because that's my question to you later, uh, mm-hmm. or a challenge you overcame, COVID came and you decided that it was probably a good time to take a break from, from real estate. Yes. And then you eventually joined my company. So tell yes. me a little bit about that. That, so through 
COVID, I think everybody had a point where they had to stop, they had to pause and be still and figure out what direction their life is going. Because maybe you may not have been happy where you were, or, you know, you just want something new and something fresh. And for me, it was a mix of all of that. And the reality that, you know, I am starting a a completely new journey, a lifetime journey of being a new mom. And so being prepared for that was, and and taking on my career was uh, something I had to figure out, can I balance that? And how can I balance that in doing something that is commission-based? And I thought to myself that that is actually the most wonderful scenario because you can be present as a mom and you can, you can perform as a broker. And a lot of people get scared because they think that, you know, you have to have a steady income to be uh, a a mom. And and ultimately, I don't want people to shy away from the idea that commercial real estate or real estate in general, still, it's one of the most wonderful careers to be a mom, because it allows you to be flexible. It allows you to teach your child while you're working. And so through COVID, I'm, I'm able to watch him grow. I'm a very, very stern and particular type of person as far as teaching and lessons and curriculums. So I had a plan for him every single day, a study plan. I can just imagine. (laughs) He's so beautiful. Let me tell you, I really enjoyed hanging out with you, Terrell and Caden, the, the few times that we did as a company. Yeah. And you were my VP of retail. You led the retail team and guided them. And you were just so wonderful. And of course, I I had mixed feelings about you. Finally, going back to John Crossman, because (laughs) Crossman and Associates, after that, he built Crossmark Services. And now you're VP of retail for John Crossman. Am I correct in that? Yes. Yeah, so Crossmark Services is a full-service brokerage firm. We are brokerage, landlord representation, and tenant representation. And we also have a property management arm. But not only that, we're an investment company. So we do acquire our own assets and we manage them as well. And that's that's really where when we have a conversation about you moving, I said, look, Flavia, what a wonderful opportunity. And for you to go back to your mentor, I think I, I would be, I would not feel very good if I, if I even said anything negative about that. And, and so I really encouraged you and I'm so happy to see you thrive there. Let's talk about the challenges that you had when you had Caden. Mm-hmm. So like you said, the timing was probably good in a sense yep. because it was through COVID. Yep. And everybody stayed home. Exactly. But you continued to do your commercial real estate. So how did you think you overcame that mental challenge of really career versus being a mom? Well, I will first go back to the relationships I created over time. So when I started my career, I did landlord representation. So I took on third party listings and um, handled those. And over the time, I started gaining some uh, tenant rep relationships. And my clients had a lot of trust in me and they believed in me. Every move that I made, they stuck with me from Tallahassee all the way through. They always wanted to move with me and trusted me and actually because you earned it and you deserved it. It was a blessing for sure. You know, I try my best to be as genuine as possible and do my best because 
if I commit to something, I I'm giving my word to someone. And so they're, they're depending on me. And I, I take it, I take, I'm, I'm hard on myself when I let somebody down. And so I'm trying my best to continue doing that. So I think what really made, but helped me make it through was seeing that I had clients that still believed in me. And over time, our relationship just kind of grew. And through COVID, it actually got better because we were doing deals while I was at home on my laptop. We were talking about a, uh, we're negotiating negotiating a deal while I was in the hospital. So <laughs> in the I, hospital, which, which time was that? <laughs> when Caden, when Caden was due. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. after he was born, I was following up on some emails and I, I, I was in the middle <laughs> of something. And I actually have pushed through a deal during that time, but they were so sensitive about that. But I, I was like, hey, no, it's okay. But they were so, they motivated me to just keep going um, because they checked in. They believed in me. They expected a lot from me. And I knew that I still had to deliver because they're trusting me to help their brand expand. Um, so understanding that you can build relationships, they're not just monetary, they're, they're, they're deep and they mean something. They're, they're important. At the end of the day, we're all people. Yes, absolutely. Especially in this type of yeah. career. And that's what it comes down to. So having people around you that believe in you all the time through COVID and having Caden, I just knew that if I can do that at home, make my clients happy and watch my son grow up and I can instill all the values that my, my mom has instilled in me and him and be present. This is the best scenario for me. And that's where I decided I need to go, you know, and focus and make this be the best that I can be. At my I, love I, I love it. Absolutely love it. I want to move on and talk a little bit about influence. Mm-hmm. I know that you led the real estate club in Florida A&M University. Talk a little bit about how you think your leadership there actually had influenced others to follow in your footsteps or maybe have gone on to become successful like you. Well, I'm so happy to see that the club is still flourishing today and it's producing leaders that are going on to own commercial property, um, getting roles, internships, you know, internships are being offered still and, and scholarships are being offered for students that are part of that club. Right now we have a student from Florida A&M that just got accepted to the UF master's program, real estate master's program. Right. University of Florida. Yes. And it's exciting to see because, you know, I can see that his trajectory is going to be outstanding. You know, the opportunities he's going to get after during that experience at UF and after that, um, it's just going to be amazing because at a predominantly black school, it, it it is not common that you see students coming out of those schools and going into commercial real estate. Yeah. And so we are bridging a gap. We are. We have broken glass ceilings for sure. Exactly. And we're bring, bringing diversity. I think the fact that I, I stuck with it throughout college, making sure that the club formed, making sure that I mentor the next president that was coming under me to make sure that we had everything we needed and the support that we needed from faculty and staff. I'm glad I did that because 
everybody there now is still happy and excited to learn about real estate, commercial real estate for specifically. And when I go to ICSC conferences and I see students from FAMU, I'm just thrilled because I remember being the one single FAMU student at ICSC one year. And and let me let me just for the for the people that are have tuned in and don't know what ICSC is, it's it's really the organization that brings together retail brokers and retailers and and everybody else that's in that industry together. And they're they're an organization that actually is very prominent. They hold big conventions and stuff. So that's ICSC. So please continue. My first time attending, I attended ICSC Vegas. I attended as a student. I went there just out of curiosity because I, I heard you have to be there. Anybody that's anybody, somebody's there, you gotta be there. So you will learn a lot. You will meet a lot of people. You get you will likely get some, get some internship opportunities there. And you really get to see what it's all about. So I I paid my way and I participated. I sat out, I mean, I sat through some of the sessions and I just networked. And I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I was like, this is pretty cool. And then I eventually, I think every year after that, I've, I've attended that conference. And I think the next conference I attended, I was an intern with a uh, crossfitting company. So, so, so I'm curious, did you see a lot of diversity kind of when you started going there or has it grown? No, actually it was, I think there's diversity is definitely increasing and I'm, I'm so happy to see that. I think I see more African-Americans when I attend these days and it's amazing to see. ICC, I think has done a good job about reaching out to uh, students or a family, for example, making sure that we stay connected with them. So it's good to see that it's continuing to change. There's a lady that I met my first year there. She said to me, it was a, an event called a diversity reception. She said to me that the first time they had that diversity reception, there were only about 10 people in the room. And the room just keeps growing every single year because they host this event every year. And this last year, oh my gosh, it was just extremely packed. Was that was that when we attended it together? I think that, that then, must have been last yes, year. Yeah. The previous year, then this this year rather as well. It was just huge. And I'm like, wow, look at all yeah. these people. Um, so diversity continues to grow in the industry and we have to continue to reach out to students and expose them to the complexities of uh, commercial real estate and the exciting right. part of it as well, because it, it's it's necessary for us you to do see. business with people that look like us. That's right. And you you see how your involvement in that growing the real estate club right, has definitely had an impact in your own big way. I won't say small way, but in your own big way, you were able to contribute to diversity in this industry. So congratulations to you. I love that I'm speaking to someone who I know personally, consider you my friend and family, and how much you have inspired other people to enter into commercial real estate and also to enlarge the diversity of our industry. So, mm-hmm. so thank you. I wanted to, to go ahead and ask you if there was one piece of advice yes. that you would give to people who are tuning in, what would that be? I would say give yourself grace because you will hear so many no's before you hear a yes. 
and it's challenging and it's scary, but give yourself grace. It all comes around. Take your time, you know, be passionate, know what you want and, and be specific, you know, focus on it and give it your all for sure. Wow. That's, that's really cool. And specifically, I'm going to ask you again for another piece of advice mm-hmm. for young people like you entering commercial real estate. What would that be? Find a mentor. <laughs> Find a mentor in the industry. Listen, you know, ask as many questions as you can and be a servant. Offer to do as much as you can just for the sake of learning from them because it will pay back 100% and let them pour into you. You know, it help them out as well. Um, and it, it's, it's going to open doors for you for sure. Awesome. Awesome. That That's that's amazing. Okay. So we've come to that time where you're going to ask me a question. I'm going to hand over the mic to you. So go ahead, ask me the question. What would you say would be the proudest moment of your career as a commercial real estate broker and a leader in the industry? So that is an easy one, Flavia. My proudest moment would be when I got pinned with my CCIM designation. And I've talked about CCIM quite a bit. As a matter of fact, the last episode that I recorded was with the fourth president-elect of CCIM Institute, fourth female president-elect in a 56-year history of being very male-dominated. Wow. And I am so proud of becoming a CCIM because number one, it is a big accomplishment because mm-hmm. the the coursework is very tough. You got to prove your commercial real estate experience, and it's really not not easy to achieve. Yeah. And let me tell you just a quick story. So mm-hmm. I was doing a deal. It's a medical office lease deal, and a broker, white male, mm-hmm. who was representing the tenant, and I'm the landlord rep had called and was talking about the deal. Mm -hmm. And I could tell he was talking down to me. He may not have noticed it, but he was. He was was telling me exactly how the deal was going to go. He was telling me (laughs) exactly what I needed to do. And I just kept quiet and I took it. I took it in. And at the end of that, I said to him, why don't you send me an email so we can document everything that you want to see in the deal? And so Uh he did. And I responded back to him with the CCIM logo and the CCIM right behind my name. And I'll tell you, he never talked that way to me ever again. Wow. (laughs) It definitely holds a lot of weight. (laughs) It does. And John Crossman, your mentor, is a CCIM as well. Proud to be a CCIM. So that would be my proudest moment. It's really helped me as a boutique broker Mm -hmm. and also female. Asian, it's really helped me kind of get the respect of other brokers in the industry. Yeah. So, yes. So that would be my proudest moment. Well, I want to just thank you, Flavia, for again, being my guest. We've known each other for a few years since 2019, I believe, Mm -hmm. through COVID and our family, Manny, myself, and of course, you met Inez, my youngest daughter, and and then Tyrell and you and and Caden. I consider you not just a friend and a colleague, but family. So I really am so excited and happy 
or the many more things you're going to do. You're only 30, so you have so much more you're going to achieve. You're beautiful, and you're a great entrepreneur. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope that this was a good experience for you. Oh, certainly, certainly was. And I want to say to you, you were an inspiration for me during that time as well. Watching you as a female broker leading a firm, it's not very common. There's only a few people that do that. I'm, again, a predominantly male-dominated industry. So to see a minority female running a a commercial real estate firm and succeeding at it, it's just amazing to see. So it's that push, that extra push I needed watching you operate to continue doing what I love. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. Well, I'm sure I'm going to see you and we're going to cross paths. We'll probably do a deal together. So so take care, Flavia. Yeah, all the best to you. You as well. Appreciate it. Have a good one. You too.